0: It's Joe Marino, Kyle Krabs, and Chris Schubert. We're from the Draft Network. We're brought to you by Bet Online, the number one source for all your betting needs and sports info. They've got everything. NBA. They've got Major League Baseball. The Kentucky Derby is this weekend. I'm sure Chris Schubert's going to get in on that action. Bet Online, your number one sports wagering destination. They've got it all. It's your number one source. They've even got live betting. Your favorite Vegas casino games. They got the poker games. And it's easy to get started. Head to the website today, or use your mobile device to join, and use our promo code Leave. B L E A V—to receive a fifty percent welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online—it's where the game starts. Kyle, happy or happy May the Fourth to you for Star
1: Wars. Happy Obi Wan Kenobi trailer release day. I don't know that no, that doesn't mean anything to you, Chris. I don't remember if it means anything to you or not, but. It means something to me, damn it. And that's all I need.
0: I'm happy for my Star Wars friends. Shuby seems like he's probably dialed into Star Wars. Huge Star Wars guy. Can't wait. All right. You
1: Have you seen the trailer? I have not, no. Oh, Chris, hang up and listen. You got to go watch it right now. I'll be right back. Okay, yeah. You. <laughs> we can handle everything from here. But Chris, go watch the new trailer for uh, the Obi-Wan Kenobi Disney Plus series, which is coming out, which uh, I don't nerd out about a lot. But yeah, I, I get a little excited about that. So uh, I also nerd out about this Baltimore Ravens draft class. So we're talking about the AFC North today on the show. And uh, since we're, we want to do it alphabetically, we could start with Baltimore and, and get the, the ha- hashtag draft good players campaign out of the way completely here at the start, <laughs> and, and go from there. You want to do that?
0: Yeah, yeah, that sounds good.
1: Oh, my lord. You go had ahead. to go You had to go to the Charlie Kolar pick for us to have graded a player lower than where they got drafted. And Kolar was a five, uh, a high 5 and he went in the 4th. And then they got a third-round tight end in the fourth and likely later in the <laughs> round. They got a top-10 value at 14. They got a first-round value at 25. They got second-round values and, and a top-32 value at 45. And then they get near the top-50 value at 76. And got a top-64 value at 110. <laughs> it's just like Kyle Hamilton, Notre Dame, Tyler Linderbaum, Iowa, David Ajabo, Michigan, Travis Jones, UConn, Daniel Fa'alele, Minnesota, Jalen Amor Davis, Alabama, Charlie Kolar, Iowa State, Jordan Stout, Punter, Penn State, Isaiah Likely, Coastal Carolina, Damarian, Williams, Houston, Tyler Beatty, Missouri. Full draft class.
0: What stands out to me here is obviously a a ton of great football players. They added to their roster, a lot of great value players we all love. But... I said this on the broadcast, and I want to say it again now. It's not often that we see a team that is perceived as a Super Bowl contender have this type of infusion of young talent into a roster. We're talking about 11 draft picks and some really high-quality football players. And with the Lamar Jackson contract extension looming, for Baltimore to find this many rosterable players that are going to be on rookie deals for the next four seasons – to allow them to absorb Lamar's contract and oh by the way passed on paying Hollywood Brown which I think was a good decision based on kind of him being a one trick pony and there being injury concerns there just a masterful friggin week for Eric DeCosta the general manager to help his team now and its sustainability as a contender in the AFC for years to come with the addition of a quarterback contract that's going to pay him north of 40 million dollars a season
1: what do you think of Lamar not engaging in talks with the team I know that's not really the point of this conversation but like I do think that's worthwhile and of course Baltimore will have the ability to place the franchise tag on him if necessary but I do think it's interesting like Lamar's representing himself right and and he to this point has not he's had the blinders on and right. he has not engaged the team in a contract negotiation. I certainly think if he had any apprehension about staying in Baltimore a draft class like this, it, it pulled me back in real quick.
0: Yeah, I think Lamar would be crazy to want to consider playing for a different team. Uh, they've done such a nice job building this roster, being committed to him, allowing him to play to his strengths. And when you listen to the messaging about that entire situation, it feels like it's more on Lamar than anything. It it sounds like the Ravens want to talk and get this thing done. And maybe the lull of the off season, that late June, early July area, will provide that opportunity. That's when we saw Josh Allen get his contract uh, last year, early July. I think it could be another time frame here for for the Ravens and Lamar, but waiting doesn't do anybody any good, at least from the organization's perspective. The, The cost only goes up. So I'm sure the Ra- the Ravens would like to get this done. It feels like all their messaging is that they're committed to him. The way they continue to construct their roster indicates to me that they're, they're committed to him. And um, now it's just a matter of them sitting down and getting this thing done.
1: Anything else on Baltimore other than the fact that they absolutely crushed it? I love the yeah. fact that they double-dipped at tight end. I love the fact that they went heavy in the trenches.
0: They took a best jobo. player available
1: in Kyle <laughs> Hamilton at 14. Like, what the hell, man? Like, that's such a good Dude. class.
0: It's unbelievable, unbelievable job by the Ravens. Okay, the Cincinnati Bengals, first round before pick Daxon Hill. Okay, before all right. we get there, Chris, are you back with us? Uh, yeah, that trailer is awesome. I'll see you guys later. He really, yeah, okay. he really did it. I was not expecting him to yeah. really do it, and you, you felt like he would have. Wow, it's it's like a minute and a
1: half. It's like a two minute thing. Okay, so I knew it was all quick. Right. Um, but if you're a Star Wars person and like you know what the gist of the series is going to be about. Like, I don't know how you couldn't hear, oh, there's a new trailer and not want to watch it.
0: Is is this like a subplot that's coming out based on this, or is this like the extension of the Star Wars story?
1: Okay, so you know how... Sorry, Bengals fans, you're going to have to wait like 60 seconds. Spoilers, by
0: the way, spoilers.
1: No, no, I'm not even going to give spoilers. You know how there was an original trilogy and then a sequel trilogy?
0: Yeah, it started at 3, went... Three, four, five, and then one, two, three, or no, something went, like that. Four, four five, five six, six, one, two, three, but that's fine. And then went okay. back
1: to one, two, three, and then they made like seven, eight, nine, right? And seven, eight, nine, like doesn't exist. It's there's no need for. it.
0: They're fine uh, movies. Went, everybody needs to get off their high horse.
1: Chris, not today. We'll <laughs> we'll do this another time. Four, five, and six, and then the movies that were made in the early two thousands were one, two, and three. Well, there's like a 20 year gap between the end of movie three and the start of movie four, which is technically the first movie they ever made in the story. Right. And this series takes place between the two like main pivot characters in the middle of that 20 year stretch and void. In film. So it's like. You know what the final destination is for all the characters, and then you get to know the origin story of all the characters. And now it's here's what happened to those characters between their origin story and where you first see them in the very first original film of the movie.
0: So, filling in the blanks. Correct. We could uh, fill in the blanks uh, on this
1: Bengals draft class if you'd like. It looked like right. they tried to fill in the blanks on the defensive side of the ball.
0: They did. And I think they did a good job. Daxon Hill, their first round pick, safety, Michigan at 31. Cam Taylor, Britain, Nebraska. Pick sixty second round corner, edge defensive lineman Zachary Carter out of Florida, pick ninety five in the third round, offensive lineman Cordell Volson out of North Dakota State at uh, pick one thirty six fourth round, and then Tyson Anderson safety Toledo fifth round one sixty six their last pick, edge rusher Jeffrey Gunter out of Coastal Carolina at two fifty two.
1: I love the fact that oh, if they were only ever going to draft one lineman. for that lineman to have the positional versatility that Cordell Volson does, I love for them to to really have a multi-tool swing player across all the positions. Uh, I think that's great versatility and value, and we had him graded as a fourth-round player, and they got him in the fourth, so I, I think they did a nice job there. Uh, and I love the one-two punch of can Taylor-Britt and Dexton Hill at the top of the class.
0: I'm a big fan of what they got done here, man. Um they definitely love DBs that can tackle. You know, Daxon Hill, Cam right. Taylor Britt gives them that. They have Mike Hilton. Uh, they're that's their brand back there. Von Bell is strong tackler. And and so, you know, I, I see the clear path here. Daxon Hill is a versatile safety that, you know, can replace Von Bell after this season. Cam Taylor Britt, I think he challenges Eli Apple from day one to be the, you know, starting C B two for this team. They lost Larry Again in free agency who was an important penetration-style player for them on that D-line. I think Zachary Carter gives them that. You love Volson in terms of a guard-tackle-combo player that has a ton of appeal as a developmental starter. Tyson Anderson, who should be a strong special teams player. I mean, to me, this is just rock-solid pick after rock-solid pick after rock-solid pick. Nothing flashy. You know, we're not going to sit here and talk about the Bengals as the winner of the draft, but my goodness, this is a rock-solid haul. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I, I think the the mentality that I've always tried to have through kind of our draft class recaps both this week and in the written stuff that we're doing for the website, which uh, Patriots recap dropped today, by the way, if you're interested. Uh, I gave it the tagline that I give prospects that like, I just wouldn't me. it wasn't for me, right? Like, that's how I described the draft class. But try to perceive the class not through the would you have drafted this player here spectrum as best as you can and instead look at it from the what is the path to this player making the team and playing early and long term. And I think you look at Cincinnati's class and there's clear pathways to playing time for Daxon Hill through Tyson Anderson as far as I'm concerned. No doubt. So and I think it looks like all good values it, on
0: our board too.
1: Yes, I mean, not this. You don't want to split hairs by like fifteen spots on the big board, right? Because it's all tiered. So if you look at it through that lens, uh, they were one of the teams I would argue probably saw this class most similarly to how we graded right. the players. Not from getting right. plus value per se, like Baltimore's did, but like we expected this player to be this kind of pick and. All of that was the case for Cincinnati.
0: Yeah, great, great haul here to uh, build upon, you know, the awesome season that they had last year. And it, and it complements their free agency haul as well, where they attacked that offensive line. They got that all figured out in free agency. And then it was, OK, what can we do for the defense? What can we do for the secondary? And they had been paying a lot of players on defense, too, yeah, uh, especially in free agency. So. For them to get some cost-control players on rookie deals on that side of the ball just made a ton of sense just based on where this roster's at. Listen up, folks. I got to tell you about our friends over at Auto Approved. Too many people. In fact, most people are paying way too much on their vehicle loan. Auto Approved offers auto refinancing, motorcycle refinancing, and auto lease purchasing. In fact, in 2021, Auto Approved customers saved on average – $164 $164 per month. That's what they do. They help you lower your monthly payment. With Auto Approve, vehicle owners can lower their monthly payment, get a better rate, or both. Auto Approve, it's the simplest way to save thousands on your car payment. Think about what you can do with hundreds or even thousands of dollars in savings on your car payment. You can do other things. Maybe it's a vacation, projects around the house, even more time spent on the golf course. Take your tailgate to the next level with more money in your pocket and to find out how much money you can save and to claim your $100 cashback offer, visit autoapprovedcom slash believe. Okay, so Cleveland, uh,
1: pick 68. This team ended up with three second round picks and they Third walked round. away with Martin Emerson, corner from Mississippi State. Alex Wright, pass rusher from UAB and David Bell, wide receiver from Purdue. Then in the early fourth at 108, they drafted Perrion Winfrey from Oklahoma, 124 kicker Cade York, LSU. Uh, And then they finished with Jerome Ford, running back Cincinnati at 156. Michael Woods, uh, the second wide receiver at 202. Pass rusher, Isaiah Thomas, Oklahoma at 223. And interior offensive line utility, Dawson Deaton, Texas Tech at 246.
0: I like the middle of this draft. Uh, right, the so David Bell got in
1: the middle of this draft,
0: right? Perry Winfrey, David Bell, Cade York, Jerome Ford, even I I like that stretch of picks a ton. David I Bell, uh, I think. I uh, okay. I'll give you woods. I'll give you woods. David Bell. One of my favorite players in the class. You're not going to love his athletic profile, but you're going to love the way he run routes and catches the football. Um, I think he's going to wind up being a, a productive player for them. Perry Winfrey. I thought he could have went two rounds earlier. A guy that is raw, I'll give him that, but he's got unbelievable tools in terms of length, athleticism, the flashes he showed at the Senior Bowl, considering he played out of position at Oklahoma as a nose tackle in an odd front defense, this is a great spot for him to unleash unleash his penetration skills. I mean, they've been needing kicker for a long time. Cade York's one of those really outstanding kicker prospects that I think will give them a long-term answer. And you're talking about click, kicking in Cleveland, right? They're, like That's not an easy place to kick. And Cade York has the type of leg that's going to allow him to have a chance to have a really good career there. And Jerome Ford, I mean, great running back depth. Kareem Hunt's fallen off the, the roster probably after the season. Nick Chubb had some injuries last year. You know, They needed another back here that could eventually become a top-two back for their, for their offense, and I think they get that. in Jerome Ford, and then Michael Wood's a great blocking receiver. Which matters in this offense, so I like the middle of this draft. I, I mean, our Emerson didn't love it. I'm not going to split hairs over Isaiah Thomas at pick two twenty three, but that those that that middle chunk of picks was was really good in my opinion.
1: I I guess I'm just concerned what the, what returns you're going to get from the first two players you took. Right, right. I mean that the Emerson is. Unless we're going to bounce Greedy Williams via trade. I know they moved Troy Hill, so I understand that they're, but like that's not really the kind of role that I would expect Emerson to fill anyway. So you got Denzel Ward. You got Greg Newsom. You got Greedy Williams. Like Emerson right now is the fourth corner and you took him in
0: 68. Right. Your first pick.
1: That's where I'm a little. And I get you've got a couple of guys that have had injury durability questions. So like, okay, insurance is a good thing, but I don't know. I I probably would have went with a different direction at the top and then explored corner because how how many of those developmental height, weight, speed, length corners did we see fall big time in this draft? We we kept talking on day three, phenomenal. Like, man, point. I can't believe right. Tariq Williams, Josh Williams, and. uh the same Houston as so, i I can't McCollum, believe these yeah. guys are still here. They, they all fell and they're all, I mean, they're all longer and I think more explosive than Emerson is. No doubt. So I, that that's just a philosophical thing for me. I think the the pathway to him on the roster is pretty clear. He's probably going to be your long-term third corner. Cause they probably won't pay greedy Williams. Um, and and kind of same thing i think alex Wright probably a little bit more developmental than i probably personally would have prioritized uh to get the pass rusher opposite miles Garrett i know that's been a, a bit of a search for Cleveland um but we'll we'll end up seeing how those those picks manifest themselves i i probably would have gone in a di- different direction with those two early picks but i really like 99 108 124 156 and 202 and 246. I like Dawson Deaton as a util guy on the inside, too.
0: And they need some depth there. You know, the starters yeah. are really good, but you know, the center thing is going to be interesting there. Is it going to be Nick Harris? Is it going to be Ethan Poshik as a starting center filling in for Treader? So that, that's going to be interesting to see how that plays out. You ready so for the Steelers? The yep. yep.
1: They the pick, old double the quarterback. quarterback.
0: They did. Can uh, Kenny pick it are their first-round pick at number 20, George Pickens. Second-round pick, 52. DeMarvin Leal, third-round pick, 84. defensive tackle, Texas A&M. Calvin Austin, the wide receiver from Memphis, goes 138 in the fourth round. Tight end fullback extraordinaire, Connor Hayward. Michigan State, sixth-round, 208. Mark Robinson, linebacker, Mississippi at 225. And quarterback, Chris Olatakun, South Dakota State, pick 241.
1: So, I guess we got to start this conversation with Pickett, right? I think it's the appropriate the only thing quarterback to do.
0: picked in this first 70 picks. Kenny Pickett.
1: Right. It was Kenny Pickett to the Pittsburgh Steelers. Um, I think the environment that he's stepping into is a strong one. And I can certainly foresee that boosting him as far as what the floor is. I guess my question is how much greater, how long will it take him for his play to be greater than that of Mitchell Trubisky? And that's, that's the big question for me with this decision at 20.
0: I think that's extremely fair. Uh, I mean, I know everybody's down on Mitch because he didn't meet, meet, you know, his potential with Chicago start a lot of football games. They had some level of team success, we talk so much about the context of the environment, and I think we can all agree Chicago wasn't a great place for Mitchell Trubisky to develop. And not that he answered any questions last year in a rehab year in Buffalo. But I I selfishly wanted to see him play. I want to see him get a chance, and he probably still will. But comparing the ceilings, I get kind of caught up in that. And I know that the ultimate trump card that the Steelers have in their back pocket is that no other quarterback went until, you know, after pick 70. So, like, there was clearly no other quarterback that was valued in this range. But I almost would have rather them see just build up the roster and see if there's a more interesting player that you you can land next year and see what Mitch can give you offensively. I'm rooting for Kenny. I mean, I enjoyed his season.
1: Yeah, I think what was interesting was we we've heard since midseason that Pittsburgh was going to be in the quarterback market, right? Kind of established Mm -hmm. our expectations accordingly when we heard what we heard. Um, But they ultimately didn't really get involved in the big hitters, the veteran players. And then they opted for this selection at 20. So I just thought it was interesting that like we've heard for a really long time that Pittsburgh was going to be players for a quarterback. They were not heavily tied to any of the available quarterbacks via trade. And then they just sit tight at 20 and they they draft Kenny Pickett. And I think it's it's gonna be a great litmus test of uh, a team's readiness to take on a quarterback and, and how a stable environment can help a player have success immediately. And my worry is the ceiling. My worry is not the floor. I I still think Pittsburgh is consistently going to do what they've always done under Mike Tomlin and win eight through 11 games on any given year, right? Even with Kenny Pickett at quarterback. But the question Mm -hmm. is, how long is that enough if Kenny Pickett's play is one of the limiting factors in the offense. And of course, that's where the opportunity cost comes into play because that's probably what you're going to have with Mitchell Trubisky anyway. So it's going to be a fascinating dynamic to see play out.
0: I really like these, um, these receivers. They got George Pickens and, and Calvin Austin. I think that really rounds out their receiving core with some nice differentiating skill sets. And, you know, the Marvin Me- The Marvin Leal is a great pick in my mind at 84, versatile defensive lineman, and they play guys up and down that front. So he'll fit really, really well with the Pittsburgh Steelers. My biggest question coming out of this draft for Pittsburgh is that they didn't address my biggest question for this football team, which was the secondary. Nothing, not a single pick at corner or safety. And and I thought that was, I mean, you're talking about your top three corners being Levi Wallace, Akello Witherspoon, and Cam Sutton. Like, I wouldn't be happy with that. Terrell Edmonds is back reluctantly as a starting safety. To me, they had major opportunities to upgrade their their secondary, and they didn't touch it in this draft.
1: Okay, Joe, so I want to play a game before we rate these really quick, and I just wanted to mentally prepare you for what I'm about to do. I'm going okay. to unload the sheet so that it has all the picks in order that they actually got picked. And I want to look at pick 52 and pick 84 and see what corner or secondary player was available after those picks when they picked Pickens and Leal that you would have liked to have seen them pick instead.
0: Okay, so after 52 and 84.
1: Yep, so we want to see the picks that came after Pickens and after Leal. And I genuinely do not know what players are going off in this range. Uh, We have Cam Taylor-Britt at 60. Martin Emerson at 68. Brian Cook at 62 to Kansas City. And you like all these players. I do. That doesn't
0: solve your problems at receiver or defensive line. Kobe Bryant went uh, 109. I would have been interested in him at 84.
1: Cordell Flott and Marcus Jones went right in that ballpark of that 85th pick or 84th pick. I don't think either one of those are players I would peg to Pittsburgh, though.
0: No. No. So there was some options, I guess.
1: I mean, you so could, they would have had to bypass do... Pickens at fifty-two.
0: Yeah, that's the opportunity cost. You you chose to go with the receiver help over the the DB help. That that's what you chose.
1: Well, I guess you can make the case building out and surrounding a young quarterback with all the weapons he needs, right?
0: Oh yeah, I get the, that side of it. I just, if I had a criticism, I would have done. Something here to help my secondary.
1: Okay. So we, we got to, we got to list these, these classes in order that we like to don't like. Baltimore's, I got my order. Yep. There's no argument to be had. Baltimore is his (sighs) first. I probably like Cincinnati, two. Same. Pittsburgh, three, and then Cleveland, four. Yep. That's exactly how I see it. Wow. Birds of a feather, Joe.
0: We'll see if we agree on any more, but I think that's our first one, right?
1: Uh, that we went. No, we agreed yesterday on the AFC. On the East? We, Jets, we agreed on the Bills, AFC Dolphins, Dolphins, yes. Oh, yeah, that's
0: right. So we're two out of three where we agreed. I was way off on that. It's
1: not bad. It's not bad. All right. Law of averages says we're due to blow up each other's spots tomorrow. So I guess you guys just have to tune in and find out. Kyle Krabs, Joe Marino, Chris Schubert. Happy uh, May the 4th, Star Wars Day to those who partake. For those who don't, apologies for inundating you with several minutes of Star Wars conversation today on the show. (laughs) We hope you'll come back. Tomorrow is not May the 4th, so there will be no Star Wars talk. Kyle Krabs, Joe Marino, Chris Schubert. Thanks for checking out Draft Dudes. Talk to you guys again tomorrow.
0: Thank you for listening to Believe.